Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Good evening, afternoon, evening and good night once again from Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast episode 13 as we pop into day 11 of the 2016 Rio Olympics. It's getting to that point where we're going to be slowly getting sadder and sadder. But uh, we're not going to think about that right now because we've still got plenty of days to come in the modern pentathlon. So we know we're going to be definitely getting more and more excited, even though we're getting towards the end. But uh, the good news is, if you're tuning in to us today, you're celebrating the fact that both Australia and Canada know how to win a gold medal again. Uh, we should really just say a medal in general. We went completely medalless yesterday, and we've come back and both won gold medals. So that works out perfectly. I would like to, first of all, welcome back Mr. Jared Lubick to the show. Jared, welcome back on a golden day for sailing it's excellent to be back on a golden day um we had a berto pull through for once um which is a bit of a change um and just yeah a perfect way we were talking yesterday that maybe we wouldn't get another gold the whole olympics but look we talk about it and it happens so um good work absolutely and speaking of good work and canada's uh daily medal streak was broken yesterday they didn't win any but they've bounced back with a high jumping gold because they've jumped above everybody else to win a gold canada celebrate and celebrate the fact that colin hilding is back on off the podium colin welcome back to off the podium thank you and i'm gonna point out it is history making gold medal in this one i can't wait to talk about Derek Druin. Wow, I'm I'm intrigued. Sadly, it's not a history baking one for us because it was in sailing. But um, you know, it's you know, <laughs> I tried to watch sailing on my lunch today at work, and I had a pop up come up on the app that said that you can watch two feeds at the same time. So I was so impatient that I actually just spent my entire lunch trying to get something else up because sailing alone was not enough to keep my interest. <laughs> Sailing is not alone, uh, not enough to keep anybody's interest. Uh, um, even sailors get bored watching their own sport. So um, sailors watching sailors were watching basketball yes. while they were sailing in the final. Yes, exactly. They were on their phones. They didn't care at all. Um, but sadly, we have to talk a little bit about sailing today because, um, well, we did win a gold and a silver. Both our medals came from sailing, for Australia's perspective, I should say. Uh, Jared, uh, celebrate it. Uh, we got gold in the laser class. No, there was no gold finger or, uh, you know die another day or anything around here it was tom burton in the laser class and, and a real sneaky victory from what i'm led to believe too there was strategy involved didn't know there was such a thing in sailing as strategy but apparently there was um he took our first gold uh, in a few days and our only other medal came also in the great sport of sailing in the nacra 17 category one of the best categories there is uh lisa Darmanin and jason waterhouse the cousins 
Uh, they teamed up together. Who honestly goes to their cousins? Oh, let's go to the Olympics together. Um, they got a silver. Um, good day for sailing. I mean, you know, this is kind of like London a few years ago, uh, Jared, that we kind of got saved by the sailors. Our chief de mission, uh, that lady who I can't remember her name of right now, she was at the sailing because she obviously understood that's where we're going to try and get some success from. But, uh, yeah, uh, I guess celebrate sailing. Oh, exactly. I mean, what an amazing sport. Um, such a highlight of the Olympics, I'd say, uh, sailing. Um, yeah, I'm, you can't, I'm speechless. You can't really say anything more about it. I still believe that there's improvements to be made. Uh, like I mentioned before, cannonballs on board the uh, sailboats would uh, make things more interesting. But yeah, we knew that um, we'd have a chance of meddling in this uh, after London. Um, and I mean... I think this is kind of Australia's new swimming, is it not? Sailing. Yes. Um, so maybe they could run this. Well, I mean, it does run for a whole week anyway, but I mean, more events in this. Um, I'd like to see three people on a boat instead of pairs. Um, yeah, the more events in sailing, the better for Australia. So hopefully in Tokyo, they're, they're adding more to the list. Again, I want to see the sailing eights. I want to see eight people in one of those tiny little dinghies to see how they go out there in the water. Um, but yeah, Tom Burton, gold in the laser. He uh, beat Croatia's Tonchi Stipanovic and uh, New Zealander Sam Meach. That's always good to see them in the bronze position. But um, it was interesting, Jared, because like I, I mean, I know nothing about sailing. I watched it, still know nothing about sailing. But from what I gather, uh, he had to beat the Croatian sailor by like five places in this final race because Tonchi was that far ahead that you know he only had to finish within four places of Tom, you know, just to get the gold. But uh, there was a bit of argy-bargy going on early on, it seemed. Um, Tonchi got a penalty, because you can get them in sailing. And then, from what I gathered, that then Berto did something where he outfoxed Tonchi and did... I don't... I, look, I honestly have no idea what the fuck he did. But he did something, according to the commentators, that made him win the goal. Do you know what he did, Jared? I still don't know what he did. No, I can't really say that I have a grasp on sailing. Um, I do like uh, the, the penalty circles that they have to do. <laughs> Yes. Um, it's, it's kind of like you've been naughty now just go around in a circle and get back on course yes um, but yeah i mean there's so much strategy in sailing uh, too too much to talk about i mean you can go whatever way you want uh, and obviously uh, he chose the, the better course the better direction on the day yep the on-screen graphics make it easier to understand clearly because that makes what we're talking about um and yeah the silver to the cousins lisa and jason again um you know i don't really have that many cousins but I'd, i've never sort of gone to one of them and gone hey wouldn't it be great if we went to sailing in the olympics um but uh, post-race they were happy they uh, were slightly disappointed they didn't get the gold, but they were still happy. Uh, they lost to the Argentinian pairing of Cecilia Carranza and Santiago Lange. Don't know if they're cousins or not. And um, beat the Austrians. Um, does Austria have any water to sail on? Uh, Tanya Frank and Thomas Zajak. Are they a landlocked country? <laughs> Hello to all our Austrians. Um, Jared, anything to add? I'm really, this is a shit question to ask you. I've just basically, you talked all you can about sailing with Berto. Uh, Lisa and Jason, the the cousins. Uh, anything to add on them? Um, 
No, not particularly. Um, yeah, good work. Second, good work. We we needed needed some more medals, and they came. So good work. Um, maybe they didn't hear the update that we were kind of over the silver medals. Uh, that we'd kind of reached our quota there, but uh, we'll take it. We just needed a medal. Come on, let's be honest. That's all we needed—a medal. Um, so yes, good on them. Uh, all right, that's enough sailing talk for today. Because Colin wants to talk about Canada winning a gold medal. Uh, Derek Druin in the men's high jump. Now I caught the end of this. Uh, he, he did well, clearly. He won the gold. Now, Colin, is this something that Canada expected? Was Derek talked up at all for a medal prospect? Yeah, he was, actually, especially since he won bronze in um, uh, London, and he's the reigning world champion. But that, in a way, actually put my expectations down because uh, the previous day, um, there was the pole vault and Canada had the reigning world champion, Sean Barber, and he completely fell apart and came in ninth. He was out of it so early. So I was sort of expecting the same thing, but Druin, I mean, it, it was flawless the entire time. He didn't miss once. Uh, the only time he missed was after he had won the gold and, uh, Canada's never been that big in high jump, so we don't get that much TV coverage about it, but I didn't realize that even after you've won the gold medal, you can still choose to keep going mm-hmm. if you want to try to break an Olympic record. And when he went to try to break the Olympic record, that was the only time that he fell, and that was his one mistake the whole time. Um, it was a really intense, dramatic event, and I was surprised at how dramatic something like high jump can be. Uh, I think it was mostly made up by, if you did see the end, the Ukrainian uh, Bondarenko. <laughs> He just, he looked, it was like a combination of intense, uh, serious game face, intimidated, and extremely nervous all at the same time. And I love how these guys will slap themselves across the face <laughs> just before they jump. And the way they run, the fact that it looks like a deer, I mean, it's just, it's a fascinating sport to watch. And the fact that you can miss three times, I mean, it just gets more and more intense each time and... Uh, it was definitely one of the highlights. The, the reason this is so historic for Canada is because the last time Canada won a gold in a high jump was 1932. So this is one of the biggest droughts of all time. And even overall, uh, the, just the, the field portions of track and field, I don't think Canada has won a gold since that 1932 one. The last one that was made a big deal about they were talking about on TV was in Montreal where a Canadian won a silver. And that's been kind of the... Uh, field portion of track and fields highlight for the last what 84 years now so this is a huge deal the fact that he won the gold and that he ended a huge drought for canada the esteemed duncan mcnaughton i'm looking at here won the 1932 los angeles gold medal for canada um beat the great bob van osdell from the u.s and the philippines greatest ever high jumper simeon Toribio. what a star of oh. high jump he was um <laughs> yes but, we all remember those days yeah I, I really like the the field events there's something about them i mean i remember sydney uh you know obviously you're watching everything to do with sydney it's your home olympics but you know tatiana gregorieva in the pole jump how exciting it is you know will she make it over oh she does um you know jai tarima in the long jump you know just it's so exciting to kind of watch these events and i know when i did athletics in high school which really wasn't that often because i was fat um i <laughs> still am if i have to be honest with myself i always enjoyed the field events a lot more than the the track ones so yeah good on you derek drew and i, I see he's also he did win the world championships last year and the pan-american gas he had a good year in 2015 so um yeah you know he's 
he's a star. I mean, is he is he prime ministerial material in the future? He's only 26 by the looks of things. He's got a big career in high jump followed by uh, politics, perhaps, Colin? Uh, I don't know if he's prime minister material. I think he's future husband material for my wife, though. I mean, he caught her attention during the <laughs> I can't blame her. What a handsome guy. But, uh, yeah. I guess that's all it really takes to get elected in Canada nowadays. So maybe he is the future prime minister. Well, there you go. See, she's all right to look for future husbands. So you can go back to helping me not only look for a wife and take a couple for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. You're allowed to. You're allowed to. But, I mean, let's be fair. Everyone's future husband or wife is always the same bolt. So, um, you know. That's right. That's that's clearly the case there. Right, Jared? Yeah, 100%. (laughs) Yes. Um, But outside of the medals, um, that's all we won for Australia and Canada today. I'm I'm so glad we're not like British or Chinese, because this episode would be so long. (laughs) Or American, I should say. (laughs) Like, oh my God, these are all the medals we won today. Fuck. (laughs) Um, The other results for Australia, uh, because again, there's more of these than there are for the medals. Uh, Continuing on athletics, so we nearly got a medal in a field event. Danny Samuels uh, just missed out. Fourth in the discus. She missed out on a medal by about 30 centimetres, I believe. Now, Jared, we said yesterday, what I think she was 12th in Beijing and 9th. We said she was on for about 6th, I think. So she improved. So, you know, on that rate, she should be gold medalist in Tokyo. Yeah, I mean, it was a good throw. I felt sorry for her afterwards. She was a little bit disappointed. But, um, I mean, that's a huge improvement. And like you said, look how to... Um, Tokyo 2020 because um she's coming for the gold. She was gutted as well in the post race interview. She clearly thought she uh, could have thrown better. So uh, bad luck there, Danny. Um, in big news in the 5k uh, semi-finals. We have three women into the five kilometer final. Uh, if you don't mind, Genevieve Lacar uh, is there. She was in the 10k, wasn't she? Eloise Wellings and Madeline Heiner Hills, um, and Ryan Gregson into the 1500 meter final as well. Good results there. Uh, Alexander Hartman sadly didn't make the 200 meter uh past the heats and uh our girl michelle jenicky what was she doing she was dancing too hard she was expected to at least make the semi she choked and not in the good way she's out what's going on um sad there did you see that colin did they show much of the the jiggling jenicky beforehand uh you know i had limited time yesterday so i was skipping past a lot of the heats when i got home if i'd known it was on there i would have waited to see the dance at least yeah well exactly we all that was just you know essential viewing in australia jared wasn't it that's we tuned out after she did the dance oh exactly i mean we knew she wasn't going to meddle we were all, let's be honest we were all there for the dance and after that yeah change channel it's so interesting oh, is there like a graphic coming up on screen it's like T-minus, 9 minutes, 34 seconds to the Jenicky jig. It had the jig alert instead of the anthem or the Aussie alert. It was the <laughs> jig alert on the channels of seven. Um, <laughs> yes, exactly. You, you're watching the Australian coverage. Good job, Colin. But I find this interesting, Jared. Yeah, the, be- the, the, the Channel 7 app actually works over in Canada. That's how I was able to see right, that. Right, of course, of course. Um, this was one of the events that every Australian should have been looking forward to, Jared. I mean, if, you know, Sally Pearson didn't get injured, we would, this, Channel 7 would be all over this shit, but now they don't really care. So, I mean, do, do we care about this event? I mean, they haven't had the final yet, have they? So it was only the the uh, the heats. So, I mean, again, Jenicky's gone. Who gives a shit about the hurdles? Yeah, I mean, whoever wins this, it's going to be a p- pretty hollow victory without Sally there amongst the field. I mean, you wouldn't even consider yourself a gold medalist with her not there. So, um... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know why the rest of the field is bothering to contend it, because if you win, you're just going to be disappointed. Exactly. 
Um, Catherine Mitchell's into the javelin final, but there was... I don't know if they showed any of this footage in Canada, but at one of our other Australian competitors, Kim Mickle, uh, she dislocated a shoulder in the middle of throwing the javelin. Now, it wasn't quite as gross as the uh, weightlifter's uh, elbow and the Frenchman's uh, leg. Still pretty graphic. You could see clearly her shoulder blade just, like, sitting there, like, not in a place it should be. Um, so sad for there. And Kelsey Lee Roberts was 24. She didn't make it, but we've got one into the final. Brooke Stratton into the final of the long jump. Uh, Chelsea Janesh didn't make it. Brandon Stark didn't make the final of the high jump. Would have easily been, uh, Derek's big challenger there, Colin. So you, you got let off there. Um, Did you say Bran Stark? Uh, Brandon Stark. Oh, like Game of Thrones. Yes. Because I watched that. Um, Something that you're clearly not familiar with. <laughs> <laughs> Love that show. I'm the only person in the world who doesn't watch it. Uh, Ella Nelson was ninth in the 200 meters. She narrowly missed out on making the final there, uh, but she's already been talked up as a big prospect for a medal in Tokyo by finishing ninth. Okay. Um, and Lauren Wells nearly made the 400 meter hurdles final, but didn't. So there you go. Um, basketball, well, we have to talk about it. We don't want to. The quarterfinal curse of Australian uh, teams in these Olympics continue. The Opals, one of the pre-games favourites, they've medalled in every single Olympic since Atlanta. Uh, they're out at the quarterfinals. They lost to Serbia, of all people. Uh, they're absolutely gutted. They hadn't lost a game at all heading into this match. Um, they choked. The quarterfinal curse is back. Uh, the, down to the Boomers, we've only got one more team left in the entire Olympics. And if the Boomers don't medal, it'll be the first time since 1984 an Australian team, obviously we've already won one in the rugby, but in an established sport that is not a new sport, uh, hasn't won a medal. Jared, what's going on? What happened to the Opals? I don't really know. I think, um, I mean, the other times that we lost in the team sports, I was disappointed, but this, I feel like this is the shock of the Olympics for me. If you're going to put money on a team that you thought this team is going to place, they're going to medal, um, you would put it on the Opals. I mean, uh, they've medaled at pretty much every Olympics they've been to. Um, they won all their group games. I think Serbia, who they lost to, had only won two of their five group games. I mean, all the stats were kind of in our favour. And you're right, we just choked. I mean, we had 10 seconds left to um, to score a basket from anywhere, and we went for kind of a safe two and couldn't get that. I would have loved to see somebody just go for the three and try to win it right there. One thing I have to say, it, it is a huge shock. I, I'd, I'd say the Kookaburras losing in the quarters is probably a bit more of a shock than the Opals because, I mean, they are the greatest thing in the world, but they always choke in the Olympics. But, um, yeah, it's, it is a big shock for them, so... Oh, well, give them a pick themselves up. I'm just choking anyway. Uh, the canoe kayak, we love this sport so much. Uh, Murray Stewart was fourth in the K1 1000 metres. He was leading for the most part, but then he got overrun, uh, didn't even get a medal. Uh, Elise Burnett and Elisa Bull were eighth in their final. Uh, I haven't even written down the category here, so sorry about that, girls. And uh, it, was, it was one with paddles. Uh, Martin Marinoff was eighth in the B final of the C1 1000 metres. Cycling track came to an end. Annette Edmondson was eighth in the Omnium, and Matthew Glatzer was tenth, and Patrick Constable fifth in the Kieran. Grant Nell in the diving was 15th in the three-metre springboard. Didn't make the final. Equestrian uh, Australia out of the team show jumping. For shame, Australia. Um, although Ed Weiner tops Alexander and Matt Williams are into the individual event. So good news there, Jared. We're still alive in the horsey bits. So, yep. Um, horsey bits. 
Well, it's not the pommel horse, it's the one, yeah, anyway. And in our newfound, so I don't know if you listened to much of the show yesterday, Colin, but we've found a newfound appreciation for the second most boring sport in the Olympics, the marathon swimming. Um, Jared Port was leading for basically the entire race. It looked like a surprise medal for the Aussies, but he faded in the final kilometre and finished 21st. So, um... Typical, typical. Fading in the final kilometer was also what happened to the audience who were watching, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, but I did check my Snapchat stories, and Britt Elmsley was at Coca- Copacabana Beach cheering on Jared. So, you know, thanks, Britt, for updating. No individual reply? No, she still hasn't checked her individual snap that I sent her, so um, I'm still waiting for her to block me. Um, <laughs> all right, Colin, what happened to Canada on, on day 11? Uh, well, I'm going to start out with something that should not be newsworthy, but is just because of how famous the athlete is. I was talking about Adam Van Coverden and probably one of the most accomplished summer athletes we've ever had. And in the kayak, he failed to even make the final in his oh. final Olympics. He's never not medaled before. Oh. He has like a half dozen medals. But in the B final, he basically said it was going to be his final Olympic race. This isn't even like a question like Phelps or a bull. He said, this is my final Olympics race. And he went out and he completely blew away everybody in the B final, even though it wasn't for a medal. And his final time was greater than the silver medalist in the real final. And uh, he's been the big news all day up until Derek Druin. Uh, it's kind of a send-off to one of our favorite athletes and uh, a classy guy. And it's funny when he was asked, you know, most of these athletes, they're asked, you know, is this your final Olympics? And he said, well, the next one's going to be in 2020. I'm too old to be doing this then. Um, so we love Adam Van Coverden here in Canada. And that was the beginning of the day. Of course, in women's soccer, we lost to Germany after beating them earlier in the Olympics. So we will be moving on to the uh, bronze medal match and uh, high jump, obviously. Derek Druin, that was the highlight of the day. Uh, He cleared, what was it, 3.8 meters? It's not even saying here on this page. Shame on you, Canada. We don't even have proper results for our gold medalist here. But I believe it was something like 3.8 meters. Uh, And if it would take a fraction of that, then I just really overblew this here. He he jumped Um, higher than either of us can. Let's just be honest. That's right. He jumped about three meters higher than either of us can. Boxing, another big disappointment. Again, the, the athletes that Canada is expecting to really succeed. Mandy Bujola was saying that this was uh, the one that Canada was putting hopes on being the first gold medalist we've had since Lennox Lewis in 88. And she was eliminated in the corner finals. It wasn't even close. Mm. They showed Floyd Mayweather in the crowd. And I think Floyd Mayweather has landed more punches on a woman than Mandy B- Bujola <laughs> did in her match just today. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> men's three-meter springboard. It's almost up there with Jared's uh, joke about the French yesterday. Uh. <laughs> uh, men's three-meter springboard, Philippe uh, Gagné, he uh, finished, uh, what was it, 11th place. Uh, still a good event. I love watching the springboard. But uh, Gagné, the commentators continually said over and over again, for only 18 years old, this is really impressive. And, of course, before the event started, they're like, oh, well, he's the real hope for meddling here. Synchronized swimming. Ah. Simino and Thomas. Oh, Simino and Thomas. They, uh, again, they don't put the actual actual placing they finished here at. But uh, they didn't win. That's all I have. I've searched, like, four different pages, and none of them have complete results here. 
So this is uh, pretty uh, pathetic here today. Uh, sailing, um, I don't know, were we in that? Can you tell me the results, Ben? It um, says we were in sailing. Yeah, you were there and uh, apparently still trying to finish. Uh, um, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so sadly, there's not much else going on in Canada today. There was probably a thousand other events that I just simply didn't see. But uh, even ahead of Derek Druin, at least for me, the heats for the men's 200 meters, Andre de Grasse, number that. one, going in semifinals, ahead of Justin Gatlin, ahead of Usain Bolt. Uh, this is Canada's greatest. He will go on to become Canada's greatest runner of all time. I'm convinced of it. Better than, better than Donovan. Better than Donovan. He well, at this point, he's not better than Donovan Bailey. But considering he's 21 years old, and four years ago he was kind of dared into getting into track uh, <laughs> on the last day you of run. school, <laughs> which is the real story. Somebody <laughs> dared him to, and he made a fool of himself. He didn't even know how to get on the blocks. And when he won the race, a scout was in the audience and had no idea who this kid was, and basically immediately you know, started working with him. And now here he is, a bronze medalist, number one going into the 200-meter final. Uh, another four years, Andre de Grasse will be the gold medalist. You heard it here first. Don't, don't you hate that? Like, can one of you, like, dare me to take up, like, gymnastics or something? Um, like, it's called- ben, I dare you to do the hop, skip, jump, somersault cartwheel. <laughs> like, seriously, if one of his friends just didn't dare him, he'd be like, like, come on, like... Train all your life for Where it. Where would Canada be without stupid dares on track and field day? Hey, hey, Wayne Gretzky, I dare you to play ice hockey. Um, <laughs> 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 um, did uh, did Donovan Bailey? He got. I know we got the gold. Did he? Did Canada won a, a relay medal as well? Did he? Is he a multiple medalist, Donovan, or just the one? Yeah, no, he he won the the relay as well. Okay, right, okay. Uh, you, well, actually, just really quickly, you want to know how your great Canadian sailors went? Um, Lee Parkle in the laser, 23rd. What a, what an effort. Um, Tom Ramshaw, that's his name, uh, was 21st in the Finn category. Didn't realise Finland had their own category. And in the 470, Graham Saunders and Jacob Saunders. I wonder if they're cousins or just brothers. Uh, 22nd in the 470 category. So, uh, good on them. Uh, so I'm not going through all this. Too many. Canada was a, a lot in the sailing. So there you go, if you, if you really wanted to know. Um, how I found that, I don't know. Um, now, other results. Uh, yeah, New Zealand got a gold and a bronze today. Um, good for them in the canoeing. And um, the bronze, obviously, Canoe. in the sailing. It's the French part of the Olympics. Um, <laughs> Brazil, the host nation, they got another gold in the lightweight boxing. Robson Con... The Brazilian guy, he got one. Um, he beat a Frenchman too, so that's even better. Good on you, Robson. Uh, they also got a silver in the canoeing uh, in the men's C1 1,000 metres. Isaquias Queiroz uh, took that one out. Um, Simone Biles, just a lazy fourth gold medal, if you don't mind, in the oh. uh, women's floor. Uh, the, the, I was watching a little bit about this, and such so good is she. She's created a move on the floor, which basically can only be done by men, apparently. I thought it was a bit sexist the way the commentator said it, but anyway. But so good it is, they've called it the Biles. Like, they've actually named this move <laughs> after her. So, um, yeah, she's incredible. Absolutely amazing. Which man was it named after before that? <laughs> 
uh, I don't know, the Frank. I, I couldn't tell you. Um, <laughs> I really don't know. I just really wanted to quickly go over, um, now that Australia is completely out of the team sports, um, and Canada, uh, I think mostly out of them, uh, except for the bronze in the, uh, the, the women's soccer. Um, just, I mean, and men's volleyball. Yes, we talked about it yesterday. They made the quarters. Yes, you're absolutely right. Um, so just quickly, in terms of who's left in some of these team competitions, so the women's soccer, you're going to have a gold medal match between Sweden and Germany. The host, Brazil, they got their comeuppance, Jared. They were beaten in a penalty shootout. So in your face, Brazil. Um, Sweden knocked them out. So Sweden are the giant killers. They've knocked off America and Brazil, so they're up against Germany. And uh, the, so the bronze match will be between Brazil and Canada. The men's, well, they're still, the semis are, uh, I think, Thursday from memory. So my team, Germany, still in it. They'll play Nigeria in one semi, and Brazil will take on Honduras in the other. So that's where that's looking at. Field hockey. Um, so you've got in the women's competition, Netherlands and Germany, two powerhouses. Well, one of them will not go for gold. Uh, so they'll take on one semi-final and New Zealand and Great Britain. Come on, Britain! Uh, they play in the other semi-final. The men's competition, big upsets uh, in both of those semi-finals. Uh, the Netherlands and Germany, pretty much around with Australia, the, the top three in field hockey of like all the Olympics and all the world championships. Uh, Belgium knocked out the Dutch 3-1 and Argentina knocked out the Germans 5-2. So we're going to have a Belgium versus Argentina gold medal match and a Netherlands-Germany bronze medal match. And everyone thought that should probably be uh, the gold medal uh, match. So just looking here, Belgium have never won a gold in field hockey, for the men at least, and uh, neither have Argentina. So kind of have a first-time gold medalist. Big news there. Um, handball, we haven't really talked a whole lot about handball. I love handball. It's a great sport. But in that one, so in the women's, we're down to the semis. Netherlands will take on France. Norway will take on Russia. In the men's competition, we're still at the quarters. So Croatia, Poland, Denmark, Slovenia, Brazil, France, and Germany, and Qatar. Don't we love the Qataris? Basketball, uh, now that Australia and Canada are both out of the basketball, um, France will take on the US in one semifinal. Spain will take on Serbia in the other. And, of course, the men's quarterfinals start tonight. Australia up against Lithuania, Croatia, Serbia, Spain, France, USA, Argentina, water polo. Uh, so in the women's competition... Hungary versus the USA after those unfunny Hungarians knocked us out the other day and Russia versus Italy in the other and in the men's that's Montenegro versus Croatia Italy versus Serbia and I actually completely forgot about the volleyball column when it comes to the team sports but uh, so Canada's still in it I believe they're up against uh, Italy are they not in the quarters if I got that correct uh, no, Russia. Here we go. Um, I'm waiting for it to come on. No. Uh, I already forget. Yeah, no, Russia. So the men's the quarters will be Italy, Iran, USA, Poland, Canada, Russia, Brazil, Argentina. And in the women's, we're down to the semi. So you've got China versus the Netherlands and Serbia versus the US. So um, just thought we'd update on the team sports for those wondering out there. The medal winners today, outside of the ones I've already mentioned. Um, so the athletics, we had 110 meter hurdles. Why does the men have to run an extra 10 meters in the hurdles? Is it only the men who do that? Well, they do the 110, the women only do the 100 metre hurdles. Like, <laughs> why? <laughs> uh, Sam, I think when the event started, somebody probably made a typo and they've just <laughs> run with it ever since. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was meant to be the 100 metre hurdles. 
Um, I'll just, yeah, I'll just... Well, I did hear, though, I did hear that Simone Biles ran it, and they're now going to rename it the 110 Biles Hurdles. <laughs> yes, exactly. She beat the men in it, too. So, um, yeah, if anyone listening, both our listeners, if you know anything about that, I'd love to know. But uh, a Jamaican won that, surprise, surprise. Amar McLeod, gold in that. Men's triple jump, our favorite sport. Christian Taylor from America took that one out. We know who won the high jump. 1,500 metres went to Faith Kipyagon from Kenya. And in the discus, Sandra Perkovic won that one from Croatia. Boxing, as we mentioned, that went to Brazil. The canoeing, uh, so Sebastian Brendel from Germany won the C1 1,000 metres. Uh, the men's K1 1,000 metres went to Marcus Waltz of Spain. Uh, New Zealander, Lisa Carrington, yep, she won the K1 200 metres. Jesus, that's a bit short. Um, women's K2 500 metres went to Hungary. Danuta Kozak and Gabriela Sabo. Won that one. Cycling, Britain did very well on the final day of that. Uh, so Jason Kenny won the men's Kieran, and the women's Omnion went to Laura Trott, both British. And in the women's sprint, Kristana Vogel for Germany took that one. Diving, China took that one. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Chow Yun, uh, the men's three-meter springboard. Gymnastics, as we said, Simone Biles won the floor. Men's horizontal bar to Germany, Fabian Humberken. And the parallel bars went to the Ukrainian Oleg Verniav. Uh, in the sailing, where well, we mentioned Tom Burton gold for Australian laser, the Finn, Giles Scott from Britain. How British is that name? Giles Scott. I compete in the Finn category. Um, wow. Um, the laser radial. Ooh, that's what's that got to different from the laser? It's like rowing, like the quads and the fours. Um, Marit Baumaster, that's kind of appropriate for a sailor. Uh, Netherlands and the NACRA 17, as I said before, Argentina took that one out. Swimming, <laughs> the marathon, um, went to Ferry Wertman from Netherlands. I think that's back, I think they took the double goal the there. The Ferry Wertman? Yeah, I know, the Ferry Wertman. <laughs> I think that they took out both the men and women, if I'm not mistaken. They said, so good on you, the Dutch. I didn't know they were good long distance swimmers anyway. Synchronized swimming, the Russians <laughs> took out the Duet, uh, Natalia Ishenko and Svetlana Romashina. Uh, table tennis, China women's team um, won that one. They beat Germany and Japan got the bronze. Weightlifting, 105 kilogram category, Lasha Talakhadzi from Georgia in a world record lift. Good job for you there, Lasha. And in the wrestling, it's still a sport. Men's Greco Roman, 66 kilogram, Davor Stefanik from Serbia. Took out the gold, and in the men's Greco-Roman, 98 kilogram, the great Arta, Arti, Alexanian from Armenia, uh, he took the gold there. So, the medal tally after day 11 sees the US still on top with 28 gold, 28 silver, 28 bronze. We've got a boil over here, folks. China is in third, Britain is in second. The British don't know what to do with themselves. They don't usually win in stuff, so they're actually, like, sitting second. I think they're doing better than they did in London, perhaps. Um, 19 gold, 19 silver, 12 bronze. China, there's there's an inquiry going on here as to why they're not doing that well. I mean, sure, if they're third and they lose to Russia and USA, that's generally the top three, but not Britain. Um, they're third. Russia, fourth. Germany have had a good day. They've jumped up to fifth. Australia, still in ninth. Seven gold, eight silver, nine bronze, 24 medals. We are behind the French on basis of silver medals. They've won 11. We've won eight. Both won seven gold. Come on. Uh, Canada, uh, the bad news is because New Zealand won a gold as well. They're still not ahead of them. Uh, you're in 17th, Colin. Three gold, two silver, nine bronze, 14 in total. So uh, there you go. And Brazil, 15th, three gold, four silver, four bronze. New Zealand, well, we don't give a shit about them. They won a gold. That's enough for that. 
Um, so we've covered that. We've covered the results. Uh, we've kind of talked about what we watched. Colin, uh, you already told us, but anything to add on anything else you watched today? Uh, well, the the three-meter springboard was, uh, even though Canada really didn't have much of a hope, uh, that was one that I watched. And uh, obviously, Adam Van Coverden had to see his final race. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the highest-rated moment of the entire Olympics for Canada. That's how much of a national treasure he is. Um, Mandy Bujold, I watched her get punched a lot uh, <laughs> in the flyweight quarters. Uh, the 200 meter heats, that was the one I was really excited about today, especially with Andre de Grasse being number one going into the semifinals. And if people are listening to this after he came in last in the semifinals, then, um, I was excited for nothing. (laughs) And of course the high jump. And I did see the, the beams where they made a big deal about the fact that Simone Biles only had to settle for a bronze medal. Oh, in the beam. That was yesterday, was it not? Well, if it was yesterday, then they were airing it today. It was definitely yesterday, because we were talking about that uh, yesterday, because the Dutch lady won the uh, gold. Yep. <laughs> oh, well, Canada was so busy airing all the events that we didn't win any medals in yesterday that they had to air Simone Files a second time. <laughs> yes. Um, and I thought the Channel 7 app was slow. Um, so, uh, well, there you go. You got it eventually. You might even get the Beijing vault at this point. Like, they'll finally show it. So... Good on you, CBC. Uh, Jared, what did you watch? Uh, it was mostly mostly a day for athletics. Um, plenty of track and field events. Um, the marathon swimming, um, I would say uh, thank you to Channel 7 for um, allowing us to see our athlete and not wonder where they were throughout the whole event. And thank you to uh, Jared Port for swimming at the front so we knew where you were, although I was a little bit annoyed. The moment when he got overtaken, we cut to an advert and then we didn't know where he was for the rest of the race. <laughs> But for the majority, we knew he was there at the front. So um, that's an improvement there. And particularly with the last name of Port. Like, seriously, I'm surprised they're still not looking for him. So um, good on you. Yes. I avoided, yeah, Richie's cousin, I believe. I avoided the uh, marathon swimming. I had enough of that in the, uh, the other day. So I didn't need to see it again. It's pretty much the same, except they had penises instead of vaginas. So there was nothing different there. Um, I watched the basketball <laughs> Still trying to recover from that. Oh, see, I'm trying to... Pick, oh. What? Can we talk about that for a second? Go for it. All right, I'll give my rant and then you can give yours. Um, I actually don't mind basketball, and I, I have a problem watching professional basketball because I love amateur basketball more, but I may be over that now. I mean, I was watching the fourth quarter of Canada yesterday and uh, um, France, and... I was really into it for a few minutes, and then it was just three seconds of play, stop the clock. Three seconds of play, stop the clock. I counted, and in the last five minutes of play, it took 20 minutes for them to get through. By the end, I was screaming at the TV, just let it be done with. I was almost in tears. Just let it end already. Can't they go for more than four or five seconds without stopping the clock? It's, um, well... Yeah, I guess that's probably why you don't like professional basketball then, because that's generally what happens in the yeah. NBA. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's just the sport, um, when it's, particularly when it's close at the end. I mean, if it's a blowout, they don't generally do that right at the end, but, um, yeah, it's frustrating. Uh, I guess I'm semi used to it because I watch a bit of basketball, so it doesn't bother me as much. Um, I mean, it's not American football. They just do that in the entire game. Uh, it's not like just the final two minutes. 
Um, but I mean, you should be watching Profet. I mean, you should watch in the NBA, Colin. You live in Tor- well, you don't live in Toronto, but you live near city where there's an NBA <laughs> team that they're doing decentish at the moment. So. I'm- yeah, I'm only a 24-hour drive away from it What's without sleep than or rest. A, the, 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 <laughs> closer than I am. So. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, don't know. I, I, I like watching basketball, but I just get too impatient with it. Right. Okay, then. The impatient basketball fan. Got it. Um, yeah, the only other thing I watched was athletics, but we talked about that before. So, um, good to see the getting some crowds in the second week in Brazil. Um, they did, although they did cut to the, uh, the crowd shot of the sailors and there's still no one there. But I, I love the medal ceremony for the sailing actually, because they sort of do the pan out shot of them getting their medals and you see sort of like this crowd on the barriers watching it. And they've got like these two armed Brazilian army men with like massive AK 47s, like, cause they all know those rowdy sailing fans at medal ceremonies can clearly get a bit cray cray. So, um, yes, they're protecting, they're protecting the great sailors of the world. Um, athlete of the day, uh, Colin, I guessing you might already have an obvious one. I'm not too sure. Um, yeah, I can't think of anybody other than Derek Druin. I mean, it's historic to be the first gold medalist in 84 years. In that field, not just in the Olympics. I mean, they have well, other... <laughs> in every, but again, in every field event. So right. how many times did we not gold in discus or javelin? <laughs> and we could have. Clearly should have. I mean, I remember the Athens discus final. That great Canadian should have won a medal, uh, gold at least. Um, Jared? Uh, I think you... that was Donovan Bailey too, yes. I'm pretty sure. And he's still watching it right now on CBC. It's the memories. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I noticed that with Channel 7. They show every now and then, great Olympic moment. And every single one I've seen so far is from the Sydney Games of Australia winning a gold medal. So, um, Jared, who's your athlete of the day? Uh, I'm going to have to go with Sandra Perkovic, the um, gold medalist from the women's discus, just because you get six throws in a final. Um, she has her third. She fouls twice. Her third throw is like 70 meters long, and then she fouls twice again. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is just ha- this is how you you win a final. You do one good throw and then foul the rest. On the last one, she pretty much threw the discus and just walked out the front because she knew it wasn't going to be further than what she'd already done. She'd had enough. She knew she was a gold medalist, and I think that's. I don't know. Maybe there should be an investigation here. I think um, if you're fouling constantly, I mean, that's poor sportsmanship. But um, she just knew she had it in the bag, so she didn't care, couldn't care less. I uh, I was watching that too, actually, because I remember the commentator after like a second foul was all like, "Oh, she's so good. This is not looking good for her." And she just like straight away does it. And yeah, that's lazy. But whatever, it's good on her. Uh, my athlete of the day is uh, not a medalist. He's not Australian. He's not Canadian. He's Irish. Uh, I don't know if any of you two saw this one. An Irish boxer by the name of Michael Conlon. Um, who got uh, eliminated early in the bantamweight category. Uh, he was promptly interviewed uh, straight away from uh, Irish television, uh, to which he replied after, you know, how did, what did you think of the result? He clearly thought he should have won. And he turns around and goes, they're fucking cheats live on TV. <laughs> they're known for being cheats. Amateur boxing stinks from the core right to the top. And he, was, he got beaten by a Russian. Um, he's stood up and he's given the bird to, like, everybody around. And later on, he's jumped on Twitter. He's tweeted Vladimir Putin and said, Hey, Vlad, how much did they charge you? Basically implying (laughs) that the Boxing Federation was bribed by the Russian government. Um, So... (laughs) 
Uh, he gets easily for me because <laughs> live on TV, they're fucking cheats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, goodness me. So good. Um, hello, Michael, if he's listening. Um, I agree with you. <laughs> I don't actually know anything about it, but whatever. Um, I think boxing is one of the very few sports I haven't really seen anything of these Olympics, except for uh, when, Jared, you mentioned the Chinese guy the other day. He celebrated a little bit too early, but anyway. Um Wife of the day, yeah. Sadly, as we mentioned earlier, uh, Britt Elmsley has not replied to my tweet, uh, my uh, Snapchat. Sorry, sorry to announce to the world. Um, I'm still on the Julius Steingruber page from the other day, Colin. Although um, <laughs> Ella Nelson, our 200 meter runner, she's you know up there. But I mean, I've waited until day 11 to put Michelle Jenicky on there. Like, I mean, <laughs> she walked out, wobbled a little bit, uh, finished six in a heat, and goes home. But that's enough. I'll marry her still. <laughs> she's been on ads for Coke. <laughs> As in the the beverage, so yeah, Michelle Jenkins. <laughs> um, I'm not implying anything. Um, Colin, you have anyone? You else would have me? to be on coke to dance that much. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know. If, I mean, clearly Jamie's looking out for husbands for her. So, I, have you been looking out for wives at all? Or oh, all the time, all the time. All right, good. Cool. The whole Olympics. Good to know. Um, Channel 7 shit, shit, shit. I don't really have much on this segment today. You might have more from CBC. I don't know. Colin, they seem to be doing well at the moment. Um, <laughs> I've just written here in big capital letters, Buzz from Brazil, just stop. Um, <laughs> that was on just before we came on air tonight. And Oh, it's still cringeworthy, Jared. Can they not cancel it? It's really bad. And um, I don't know if you've seen... It's not the buzz from Brazil, but we have this new little segment before we go to break. Uh, it's that little mix song, uh, Hair. And they're just showing all these athletes with, like, different hairstyles and stuff. And then it cuts to, like, a horse's tail flicking in, like, the wind. And it's like, I think they must have come up with this when, when we had a couple of days break from not win- winning medals. I'm like, this is the best thing you can show now that we haven't won anything in a while. You do a segment on athletes' hairs, and then you chuck a horse's tail in there just for good measure. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I need to now, I feel. <laughs> wow. Wow. Goodness me. Um, I just wanted a special note to the esteemed Joanna Griggs. Now, Colin will have no idea who that is. She's a fairly well-known TV host in Australia, a former swimmer, I believe. She's a Commonwealth Games medalist. I don't know if she ever made it to the Olympics, but uh, she used to be the sort of the anchor for the Olympics back in the day. Um, she hosts Better Homes and Gardens now. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting her this year. I never really liked her, but she's actually a very nice lady, so I've kind of changed my opinion on her. Um, but she, for some reason, is in Rio, and they've sent her out to the sailing to be the correspondent ready to interview the sailors. Um, she's just been waiting around. Is she, like, out in the water bobbing up and down in a life jacket. Can you give us a couple words Look here in the last Tell us what it feels like to win a medal. <laughs> so I saw that. And yeah, actually, well, this is kind of, it's not a Channel 7 ad. They've clearly pinched this from the BBC and sort of rebranded it with Channel 7 stuff on it. But I thought it was a brilliant ad. I, would, I wish I knew uh, what, I mean, I guess go to YouTube, type in BBC ad for the Paralympics. Um, it goes for about four or five minutes and it's kind of got like this band, um, playing a song and, you know, like the band members kind of like have, 
you know, uh, various limbs missing and like obviously just playing. We understand how bands play music. But, you can move on. But, but no, but I think guess what the unique thing is is I think like the drummer is playing it with his legs because he doesn't have any arms, and they're just they're just basically showing the uniqueness of kind of like Paralympians and kind of the things that they can do. And it, it's kind of hard to explain. It's really good. If I can find it, I'll share it on our page. But um, it's kind of a props to them in a way for airing it, even though it's kind of they've just rebranded a BBC ad but uh, yeah i think this is the very first time jared i believe that the paralympics will be shown on commercial tv because i think generally the abc or sbs show the paralympics so uh i guess we're getting a bit of ahead of ourselves but i mean that's kind of exciting the paralympics are on commercial tv yeah that's really cool hmm. it is is it, is it also <laughs> in the commercial though that a horse's tail is like strumming a guitar <laughs> yes it it is <laughs> um Anything from CBC today, Colin? Uh, yeah, well, there's two. Um, the one I forgot to mention, this was the last event I watched yesterday, was the 110-meter the hurdles. Um, and the Canadian, I sent you guys a picture of it, just with the most ridiculous face I've ever seen. And when they were showing the replay, the commentators actually broke out laughing and said, that's not exactly the kind of face you want to be making in this event. Um <laughs> So that was a funny moment, but the best has to go to the three-meter springboard uh, where I believe it was the bronze medalist, um, I don't remember, I think he was from Germany, where he did his final dive. And uh, they're like, oh, what a great dive. And then as he gets out of the pool, he kind of like bows to the crowd that's cheering for him. And the, the head commentator went, you shouldn't be bowing to them, they should be bowing to you. <laughs> Wow, that's Channel 7-esque. Um, that's good. <laughs> Patrick Horsding, I'm seeing, is that man you're talking about? So That's right, yeah. Wow. So I, I guess all hail our lord and saviour, Patrick Horsding, or whatever <laughs> yes. his name is. What did they say about the same bolt then? <laughs> so, <laughs> wow, okay. Uh, I've got nothing from news.com.au today because I didn't really look, to be honest. So anyway, uh, Canadian Athlete of the Day, Mr. Hilding. Ah, well, I was waiting for this one to come up because I like the profile, and uh, there was no coverage at all for this athlete. I mean, she was important enough to get her own Hello, My Name is profile, but I didn't see anything on TV, and apparently she came in 16th today in the Javelin. Her name is Liz Gleedle, and she's an ex- you'll find out throughout this, she's an extremely happy person, it seems. <laughs> um, so draw a picture of yourself. She drew a shadowed figure of herself throwing a Javelin, and wrote next to it, that's the best I got. Ha ha! Uh, <laughs> which is something she does quite a bit in here. My favorite Olympic moment is Simon Whitfield winning his gold with an exclamation mark. <laughs> if I could choose any Olympic host city, it would be Rome. In my spare time, I most like to cook, try new foods, slash recipes. The weirdest instruction a coach ever gave me was raspberry noise, which I guess is like, <laughs> like that noise. <laughs> And then she put in brackets to tell me I did something wrong. Like, maybe she would have finished better than 16th if her co- coach offered better criticism than every time she failed at something. <laughs> um, my favorite workout is throwing, again, with exclamation <laughs> mark. But she put, but in 30 Celsius plus weather. I don't know why it's her favorite to throw in 30 plus Celsius. That's pretty much disgusting. Uh, if I could have lunch with any one person, it would be my boyfriend, and then she drew a heart. Oh. I mean, I, 
if I could have lunch with any one person, she chooses the one guy she'd probably have lunch with all the time. Some people are picking their dead grandmothers here, so we could get a little bit more creative. Um, my favorite sandwich, you got to tell me if this is something you guys would eat. An open-faced buckwheat toast, avocado, feta cheese, and poached egg. Take off the avocado, I'll eat it. <laughs> Jared, are you into avocado on your buckwheat toast, feta cheese, poached egg sandwich? I think the avocado is okay. Buckwheat kind of um, scares me off. <laughs> uh, so, no, that's a, that's a no from off the podium to your open-faced <laughs> sandwich. Uh, this is my favorite here. Draw a picture of a Canadian animal. She drew absolutely nothing, <laughs> left the box blank, and then put an arrow next to it that said, Albino beaver in a snowstorm. <laughs> uh, wow. <laughs> Uh, if I could have any superpower, it would be to have perfect memory. Life would be way easier. The best candy in the world is, I don't even know what this is, blue live wire. Uh, yep. Weirdly plastic, but delicious. Maybe she's now, just I don't know if wise. she was biting on <laughs> She was biting on a real live wire, and that's why it tasted weirdly plastic. Um, as a kid, my favorite... Oh, my God. Liz Glito. Um... <laughs> <laughs> As a kid, my favorite sports team was basketball. <laughs> oh, the entire sport. Okay. <laughs> the great team of basketball. <laughs> I love all of them. Every team in every league in the world. They're my favorite. Can't go wrong. I always win. <laughs> yeah, along with my favorite sports movie is You Don't Know Bo from ESPN's 30 for 30, which is a TV show. It's uh, <laughs> your favorite sports movie. Yep. Um, and if I could live anywhere in the world, it would be Madrid. When I was little, I always thought my dad played for the Vancouver Canucks, didn't realize it was a something team. Ha ha, again, she writes. <laughs> I don't know what she wrote above the something team. A shit team? or <laughs> It was a- actually a real team? Yeah. Uh, a real team. <laughs> uh... My favorite joke to tell is inappropriate one-liners at the dinner table. Like what? <laughs> tell us. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it probably ends in ha ha. <laughs> Yesterday's joke was better. Yesterday's joke was the best, Colin. Did you hear that one? <laughs> no, I haven't had a chance to hear it yet. What was it? Can we repeat it? All right, let's. Let's. Shall we go over this one, Jared? Do you remember it? Do you want to say it? <laughs> uh, I remember my part in it. That's it. All right, hang on. Jared and I will role play this again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> knock knock. Who's there? Was it no joke or something? I can't even remember what the next bit was. Joke or something? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna role play as Liz Gleedle here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Anyway, the the the, the punchline was I have no joke or something. So it wasn't even funny. <laughs> anyway, we failed miserably at that. Move along back to back to Liz. <laughs> yeah, that's it for Liz today. Uh, she ended on her inappropriate jokes, which she didn't actually give us right she has to tease us um i tell funny inappropriate yeah. jokes but you have to come to dinner with me uh, you can't <laughs> unless you're your boyfriend clearly um <laughs> fan messages pretty boring today um penny taylor she uh basketball i believe is she not um 
This is from Stephanie, New South Wales. Penny, you are a gracious and humble captain. Not everybody would handle defeat with the grace you did. I have to say that I am an enormous fan, and I would love to be able to meet you one day. You are a phenomenal player, and a true inspiration for millions of Australians. You can get through anything, and I need a role model like you. Love, Steph. X, X. <laughs> anything like- except a quarterfinal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Could who was this? Who was this that wrote Penny? Was that yes, Penny Taylor? Could could she have just more delicately put it? Can you teach me how to fail at life the way you do? <laughs> Speaking of failing in life, the Campbells are still getting a lot of love. Uh, Bronte Campbell. <laughs> this one's just from Dash. They're so embarrassed of sending her a message, they don't even want to say a name. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Bronte. You and your sister are my favorite heroes. I love you. Heart, 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 heart. Clearly, again, embarrassed to admit it, so they've got not their name. Um, this one from Riley, Oliver, and Hannah of Victoria to the Oz Olympic team. Hi, Selma. We have... <laughs> I didn't realize the entire Olympic team is called Selma. We hope you have. <laughs> Selma! <laughs> we hope... That's our nickname for them. That's Australia's nickname for our team. We hope you have a great race. We will be cheering you on. Go, Selma! <laughs> Um, yep, okay, um, Marie Papon from New South Wales, I think they're a Cool Runnings fan, to the Australian Olympics team, we are all very proud of you all, you were selected for the team, Selma was, and you have done us proud, I am feeling very Olympic today, (laughs) clearly Cool Runnings fan, um, (laughs) this one's definitely not from Jared, uh, Mia from Queensland to Equestrian Dressage, you did Australia proud. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, Catherine from New South Wales to Victoria Mitchell. And the avatar of Victoria Mitchell looks like she's in the process of, like, doing a poo. Like, she's got a very strained look in her face. I don't know who she is, but uh, Catherine says, Awesome yoga and love you, journey, growth, and strength. Yep, stepple tough lady. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, oh, stop sending it to the Campbells. Um, I didn't know that yoga was an Olympic sport. <laughs> Me neither. We missed that one. <laughs> Sabella from Queensland to Danielle Pritch hasn't even competed yet, but Sabella says, I hope you had a great time at Rio. <laughs> um, <laughs> clearly assuming she's eliminated already. Um, <laughs> they know that it takes like about eight days for these messages to get up yeah. there. Flynn, wasn't that the category? Oh, that was Finn. Sorry, I thought the old category of sailing sent a message. Uh, Flynn from Victoria to Melissa Wu, one of our divers. Now, this, I love the way this starts. So remember, her name is Melissa. Flynn starts off with, Hi, Mel, in brackets, found your nickname on a website. Because clearly... <laughs> <laughs> found your nickname? <laughs> yes, because, you know, th- didn't want to be rude by calling you Mel. I just found that was your nickname. <laughs> For school, we had to select an athlete that we would find a bit about for a week. I didn't know much about the diving team, and you were the first to pop up when I searched it. Doesn't even give a shit about her. She happens to be the first one there. Anyway, good luck in Rio, and I would watch you if your event wasn't at 4am in the morning over here. Good luck from Flint. Basically, basically, Flynn's like, oh, I have to do this stupid project. Chosen diving. Oh, you're the first one. Oh, you're event to bloody 4 a.m. I'm not watching it, but I hope you do okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, 
I don't think we can top top that. <laughs> I really don't. Oh, hang on. Alicia Kylie to Melissa Tapper, a table tennis player, I believe. Hello, my name is Alicia Kylie. My teacher, Mr. Joel, said he played table tennis with you. I've heard about you so much. Good luck. From Alicia Kylie. <laughs> He's probably a pathological liar, too. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm done now. There's so many here that are shit. So, all right. Who, I oh, know, one more. Matthew Delavadova. Is this our message from yesterday? No, it's not. Nicholas from Western Australia. I like how you play basketball and your great teamwork. I play under eights and I like playing basketball too. I hope you play the next game and score some points and win. Matthew Delavadova, Jared. What we got over there yesterday? He's sitting on the bench receiving a fan message. That's a better comment than you put up? <laughs> well, basically, Jared, No, Jared, I didn't think so. Jared had a little wind yesterday because he's like, his name always gets said. Sitting on the bench, having a scratch. <laughs> Where are we going today? What sport? The triathlon starts today. Taekwondo's nearly here. Uh, they could use a bit of love. Ah, uh, my sport. My sport. Taekwondo. Taek- oh, of course, your sport, right? Yeah, Yeah, go with that then. Definitely. Taekwondo it is. Well, we've got Safwan Khalil, Carmen, Carmen Martin... Carolyn Martin and Hayda Shakara. Are the Martins cousins? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the message needs to include at some point, I hope you and your cousin do well. <laughs> I wonder if their brother is Martin Martin. Um, come. <laughs> Which one? Do we like Carmen or Caroline better? Who's a future wife? Um, I can't really uh, see their faces. You have time to Google them first? What are their names? <laughs> Carmen Martin and Carolyn Martin. Martin, M-A-R-T-O-N. Not like... Oh, T-O-N. T-O-N. Yes, very confusing. It had to be in the... Okay. Uh, All right. Uh, (laughs) Yep, this is great. Yep. (laughs) This is why we're number Um, three on the podcast chart. I I decided let's skip the future wife thing and (laughs) just pick one at random. All right, fuck it. Carolyn looks good. Um... Oh, maybe. All right. <laughs> oh, maybe not. Oh, yeah, right. well, too late. I'm already on a thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> the awkward pause I have. Caroline Martin, Nick Knight, nickname Carolina. Um, I got that off a website. <laughs> <laughs> Another one of these annoying nicknames that's longer than their actual name. What's the point of it? The nicknames have to be shorter. Idiots. <laughs> um, not calling you an idiot, Caroline. Whoever gave you the nickname is an idiot. Um, so, yeah, what website was that? <laughs> Stupidnicknames.com. <laughs> All right, what are we what are we saying to Caroline here? <laughs> Clearly we're we just jumping well, the uh, Feel the rhythm, feel the ride, get on up, it's bobsled time, cool runnings. <laughs> okay. Feel the rhythm. <laughs> feel the ride. <laughs> Is it get on up or get it up? Oh, get, on, get on up. Get, yeah. get it up. Get on up. <laughs> Do we say it's bobsled time or taekwondo time? Do taekwondo nope. time. <laughs> taekwondo time. It's quite taekwondo. Apparently taekwondo turns into take wins. Um, taekwondo <laughs> time. Cool runnings. <laughs> P.S. If your event wasn't on at 4am in the morning, I'd watch you. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might make it that one. That was a decent one. So yeah, go on, Caroline Martin. Kick people. Yeah. 
Go girl. Ben's future wife, Carolyn Martin, with an O. <laughs> she might be old enough to be my mum. Oh no, she's 32. Okay, she's not that old. All right, um, never mind. Let's. <laughs> that was mean. Sorry, Carolyn. You're a nice lady. Good, good on you for doing what Colin couldn't do and make it to the Olympics in Taekwondo. Uh, day 11. No, day 12. <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting sidetracked. Uh, not that many gold today, only 16. Uh, tomorrow, I should say. So, well, today we're recording this, whatever. So, only 16 gold. It's a shortened day. Um, only one day to modern pentathlon. Yay! Uh, but as I mentioned, uh, taekwondo gets underway today. Woo-hoo! Um, women's golf gets underway today. Double woo-hoo! Um, there is the BMX happens in the cycling today. That's kind of exciting for Australia because we've got some decent BMX riders. Um, and other medals to be decided today. Athletics, obviously. The first of the badminton medals are today. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, boxing, yes. Uh, equestrian, still there. We've got the exhibition gala of the artistic gymnastics. The last real gymnastics we'll have of these Olympics there, Jared. Uh, sailing medals, a guaranteed medal today for Australia. I don't know who it is and what category it is, but all I just read that as a headline. So at least we'll get one medal today. We can tell you that. Uh, table tennis, final day for that with the medals there. And, uh, we've got some beach volleyball medals to be decided. And wrestling as well. Uh, Colin, anything stand out for you today? Yeah, we have several wrestlers, uh, starting out today. And we also have, uh, Brooke Henderson in the golf. Um, and I think the big events will be the Volleyball Canada and Russia, which should be starting in about half an hour. Uh, sadly, I won't be able to watch it live. I'll be reverse sport climbing off of a building here in Winnipeg. <laughs> and uh, my big event will be the continuation of the 200 meters with uh, Andre de Grasse. And we do have another Canadian in there, Aaron Brown, too. He made the semis as well. Aaron, underrated. Uh, Jared, do you have anything that you're looking forward to? <laughs> Don't know why that's funny. I'm but... looking forward to, um, uh, it's got to be the decathlon. I mean, these are athletes who were not good enough at an individual sport. They're kind of average <laughs> at everything. So they fit into the decathlon. It's kind of the, uh, it's for the failed individual performers. So it's great to see. That's a very good way of looking at it there, Jared. Actually, I like that. Like, I was kind of good at running. I was kind of, you know, that's like the modern decathlon. Let me get to that. <laughs> kind of good at riding horses and shooting so i might combine them um you never know they were dead all the athletes were dead in the decathlon and the modern bed deadline i dare you to take up 10 sports um, <laughs> do it uh yep i'm done facebook we're on there off the podium podcast itunes youtube and as always thank you for the support colin good to have you back and um i'm so glad that canadians can jump high that's right. Uh, all Canadians but me. Yes. And Jared, good to have you back. I'm so glad that Australians can sail. Yeah, what would we do without him? <laughs> Shit, that's the answer. <laughs> and uh, thank you for tuning in. And just like a jiggling Jenneke, I'm out of here in less than 10 seconds. Good night.